Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Marvel Studios' Eternals. What's up, geeks, and welcome. My name is Justin, and we are so excited to talk to you about the latest Marvel Studios film, Eternals, hitting theaters November 5th. And uh, we were lucky enough to actually hit up a preview screening and attend a digital press conference, so we have a lot to share with you. Of course, spoiler-free. A huge thanks to Disney PR team for getting us in, and we're stoked, as always, to bring you our thoughts on their content. And the movie has us divisive, taking a stance on this bold alternative take, but but we'll get into it. But before we do, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, this is our spoiler-free reaction, where we share our thoughts ahead of general release to see if this movie lives up to the hype. Joining me, as always, we have the Gilgamesh of my life, Nate Shelton, and the real goddess of war, Kevin Hudson. How are you, boys? Oh, you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen. I feel pretty strong, you know? I think I could... I think I could punch like Gilgamesh. I don't know. And if I get yeah, to be the badass sure. of this movie, I'm down. Okay. Girl power all day. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> well, let's go indeed. Let's get right into it, guys. Uh, but before we do, I'll give our audience here uh, a quick little synopsis. Uh, the Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years, reunite to battle the evil deviants. Movie is directed by Chloe Zhao, who also served as a writer for the screenplay, along with Patrick Burle and Ryan and Kaz Furpo. I'm assuming they're somehow related because they both have the same last name. Uh, <laughs> this movie has a stacked cast. We have Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Kumal Nanjiani as Kingo, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Barry Keoghan as Druig, Danny Lee as Gilgamesh, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, Selma Hayek as the fearless leader Ajak, and Angelina Jolie as the warrior Thena. So before we get into what worked and what didn't work, I would love to know what your hype level was going into this movie. Uh, Nate, let's start with you. Honestly, I had I had like zero expectation for this movie other than I knew that we were going to be seeing extremely powerful beings um, and I felt like you know we had talked about from the trailer that this movie was going to very much uh, be a very different style uh, for the MCU especially coming from Chloe Zhao and uh, and yeah I, I I guess you know what the movie took those expectations that I, I only had uh, very little of and then challenged them in ways that made me really happy uh, and it turned out to be more than I anticipated. So, uh, but going into it, I would say probably, I w- probably about sitting at like an eight uh, going into it. You know, I was anticipating, you know, not too much, but that it would be different enough. Um, and I was really hoping that we were going to just get another theater experience uh, with the MCU after uh, Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a good time. Awesome, awesome. Kev, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think I think the big sort of anticipation around this movie was that it was coming from, uh, you know, a a recent uh, Oscar-winning director. I I think there was a lot of anticipation and expectation that it was going to feel and look different than any Marvel picture um, that we'd ever seen. And after that first trailer, I was not 
blown away. I, 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 from a visual standpoint, in terms of, you know, your landscapes, your cinematography, it did look quite visually stunning. But in terms of character design and and the sort of action that it looked like we were going to see in the movie, it it didn't really do much for me. It didn't have the kind of wow factor that. I'm sort of used to seeing in the Marvel movies. And I just thought a movie where you're introducing 10 new heroes seemed like a really big challenge. And so I was nervous about how that would be handled. And so going into this, honestly, this is probably one of the lowest levels of hype that I would have surrounding a Marvel movie in recent memory, if not maybe ever. And so I was probably sitting right around that six mark somewhere around a 6, sure. 6.5 in terms of just, I just didn't know if it was going to do it for me. I think you guys bring up really good points, though, about the trailer, the first initial trailer. And, and, and if you can, for our audience, go check that out before, because I think it does do a really good job of setting up what this movie is. And to the point of what you said, Kevin, that you didn't like, it, it articulates that in the, that trailer. It is different. It's not necessarily massive in scope. It, it seems more personal and intimate. And that was what I was generally interested in right off that trailer. And then you have someone, you know, the biggest intrigue for me is having someone like a director like Chloe Zhao behind it, who is known for doing these meaningful, very deep, personal films she's stepping into the mcu to tell a story so that absolutely like fascinated me beyond belief and then of course as you mentioned kev you know coming off of the heels of of nomadland you know winning her her oscar for best director winning for best picture so yeah i don't know i i was i was super hyped for this movie right after that first trailer uh just because it looked so different so yeah i was at like an 8.5 out of 10 for me, like I was, I was, this was, this was the MCU movie I was looking forward to the most of this year. Wow. All right. Wow. I'm definitely on the, I was definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum going into it for sure. Yeah. That's good though. That's good to have a little bit of diversity in, in this, in this audience, right? We're not all like. Yeah. We don't want these cookie cutter similar reviews here. Right. And I, and I think based on our reactions after it and what we're going to share here, we are not going to have the same reaction to this movie. So, so I leave it up to you guys. Where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start where it didn't work or where do you want to start where it worked? Well, you mentioned diversity, Justin, and I think that's one of the biggest strengths uh, with this film. I think, you know, introducing such a large cast. I remember going into it, Justin, and I, I literally leaned over to you and I said, I don't think they're going to be able to pull off me falling in love with 10 new characters. It doubted me. In, in the time <laughs> that the movie is, right? And so in, in, in two hours and 37 minutes, I, I didn't think that it was possible. And I'm so happy I was wrong. I thought the characters were all developed really well. Um, I thought that... Uh, you know, they 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 found a way to introduce such a diverse cast that is really cool because so many people are going to be able to see themselves in these characters, and especially right. coming right off of Shang Chi, what a mm-hmm. what a really fantastic sort of uh, double hitter for for Marvel to to you know sort of show these other studios like what this actually looks like when you do it right. And I think you know ethnicities, different people of different ethnicities, folks in the deaf community as well as the LGBTQ community um, are really going to find themselves in this movie and I think it really hits home that aspect of humanity uh, and the diversity within humanity so I dude that was a huge win for me 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's obviously the biggest strength of the movie is that they even said it in the in the press conference that when you're trying to tell the story of these immortal beings that have sh helped shape humanity, they need to represent all different facets of humanity. Yes. And so like you've touched upon, Nate, you have a broad cultural range of actors portraying different uh, characters here. Like you mentioned, our first deaf superhero that I can ever recall seeing. Uh, and even at the beginning there, just when you, when you called me a strong, powerful woman, I think this just yep. is another uh, mm -hmm. st step forward for Marvel in introducing more strong, powerful female characters that we want to yeah. root for and care about. And so... From that perspective, I think they've done a fantastic job. I am just not convinced that even with almost three hours that they did enough for me to really care about these characters all that much. I certainly don't think they did enough to define them as superheroes. That I really think was lacking, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more when we get into what didn't work. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I, some of them made me laugh, but other than that, I just didn't really care. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that um, the thing that stood out to me, Nate, as well, was was the diversity piece. Like you have this this representation of all different cultures and all different types of, of humans. That diversity really fed into the narrative. Right. And obviously, spoiler free, you know, the narrative, which which, you know, again, we'll we'll discuss more. It could also be its detriment uh, in some ways. Uh, it, it really does move you forward in in a direction that allows you to understand at least each of these characters and their connection to humanity right and and their and their appreciation of that in the press conference that that we were able to attend you know Chloe said that you know in her pitch it was based around a poem and, and the simplicity of that poem was you can see the endless beauty within the smallest things on earth and I think that that was very much applied to how the dynamic of these characters work together in the narrative capacity. Uh, and and just the overall theming of humanity in, in in the broader screen. Yeah, man, and like I can't stop thinking about these characters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I, I understand, Kevin, if they if they didn't connect with you, you know, they might not connect with with everyone. I just, for me, I just I I couldn't stop thinking of how awesome it's going to be to to see them in the future. And I think. You know, I want to just quickly shout out like a few of my favorites. I don't know if, if that's okay to, to run into that. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. You know, power wise, I think Makari was incredible. The way <laughs> she, that they she did, used speed. They did flash, right. Like that was <laughs> yes. like, that was better flash sure. action than, than, than the flash. flash. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the I mean, fact that they used it for. seconds of it was cool. Yes. Absolutely. But, but the way that they use it for both speed, uh, you know, or sorry, for both traversal and combat. I thought was really cool. It wasn't just her running really, really fast. Um, and I also wanted to shout out like the choreography in this movie is unreal. They mm -hmm. they move as a unit. They move as a family. So seeing them fight, you know, getting to see how how Thena works alongside Gilgamesh to pull off some of these really awesome fight moments um, with these with these deviants, I thought was so cool. Uh, and lastly, I just want to shout out uh, Kingo because I thought Kumal Nanjiani actually um, 
did a really good job. I, I can't say all of the jokes landed with him, but a lot of the parts that did, and especially that dance, um, he did mention during the press conference that, you know, he practiced for months with a choreographer for, for that Bollywood dance. And he could have practiced shows, longer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, that's but even five his minutes of my life, I'd like back. And so you know that's what, three months of his life. He should go I, back. I loved it because the whole time I wasn't necessarily looking at his, his dance movements. I was looking at his face and just, it, you just in that key moment, you just get such a sense of how full of his character, like how full of himself he is and his character. And I don't know, man, I loved it. Um, and I mean, I, I could talk about all these people. I just, yeah, I, 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 I was just jumping off on the cast. Like overall, the cast is fantastic. Angelina Jolie's great. You know, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I loved. What was really interesting is that, you know, in that press conference, they they mentioned. I think it was Kumal who mentioned that it really comes down to Chloe Zhao's directing and how she encouraged them to bring themselves and their own personalities into these characters, into these moments, and and find that sort of connectivity. And it seems like all of them, in some way, were able to apply that to their characters in one capacity or another. Even how Sprite talked about, you know her her connection to humanity and how people perceive her on a day-to-day basis. So I think it in in relation to that I just thought it was really interesting that there was there was a more realistic real natural approach to their performances on yeah. screen as solo actors as solo characters but also in in the mix of one another. Now I I know that like tr- traditionally we like to say what worked and then what didn't but for me it's really hard to sit here without being able to go back and forth. So I'm going to kind of be all over the map with this review, I think. And I just think I, I, I didn't find the modern day story compelling enough. And it, it's for me, I wish they had spent more time exploring what these characters had done on Earth for 7,000 years. Yeah. Other than a couple big fight set pieces that didn't really seem to have dire consequences or really impact the narrative that much we didn't really see what they had done on earth for these seven thousand years and i felt that would have been a way for me personally to be able to attach to the characters a bit more rather than just seeing them in kind of a typical superhero movie where there's a threat we need to neutralize it let's go do it you know and I mean, I leaned over to you, Kevin, after the movie was done, and I, I sort of had this anticipation of the fact that maybe you would like even the touches of, of history that were in there. But I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying in the sense of that that could have been fleshed out a little bit more. I think they made a choice. I think they made a choice to say, you know what, this is this is one movie that could have been two because of how much we. It's a dense storyline. It's a I very the, dense. The use line, of yeah. flashbacks was used really well. I yep. thought the history being implemented in subtle ways was yeah. was kept it interesting, kept it cool for me to kind of go like, that's really cool how they worked that into our reality. Um, and and I just I thought that was gonna gonna hit you a little bit more. But I get where you're coming from from the standpoint of yes, I would have loved to see them kicking butt a little bit more. Uh, in in their origin, in their you know when they were younger, if you will. or even you guys were talking about how it was it was more of a human story rather than the, the a superhero story where it is all just action and fighting. And so I just wanted more of a connection to the characters and their past to explain where they were at in the modern time of the story and maybe why and how they got there. Right? We we hear a lot. Oh, this person went this way. This person went this way. But. We didn't feel that and, and see much of that journey. And so I just felt a disconnect. And then 
I just thought that the superhero aspect of it was so generic and and like you were you were you were saying I mean the 30 second snippets where you did see them do something superhero it was fine but it, they didn't define their powers very well I mean one guy makes balls and shoots them one person's fast one person has laser eyes and can fly I it just what are the rules here and I mean what are even their rules in terms of how they can influence and shape and interact with humanity they they tease that they're not allowed to do stuff and yet they are doing i don't know i just i felt it was so clunky and nothing was ever defined enough for me to find it interesting i don't know i, I didn't i know that this is marvel and this is should be perceived as maybe like a superhero movie but it is like you know as as the the synopsis describes they're immortal beings i don't know like if they're meant to be perceived in the same vein as what we might feel as typical as like the spider-man or the 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 iron man I think that this is being different and bold with how it's approaching just just that mold and that structure of of superhero so i, I think that that to me was actually kind of refreshing instead of falling into these very typical define them as superhero they define them more as a unit and as a team and as a family. Yeah, again, I was so intrigued by the relationships these characters had. I didn't care as much about the specificities of their powers or, or how or that the action. worked. Or, but again, the action, like I'm going to tell you right now, the, the choreography, I think, is so different than what you've seen, even in something sure. like Shang-Chi. Um, yeah. But I really wanted to just shout out the, the aspect of, you know, when you watched Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time, the only thing pulling you back to the MCU was Thanos. And like, I don't really know how many audiences fully knew what that exactly was all about. So you've got this story of all these people that you have no idea about. They're in space. They're on an adventure. And while that does sort of thematically fall more in line with a lot of other Marvel movies, other than, you know, different than this one, I just felt like, you know, this movie still managed to get me so intrigued about the characters themselves. The fact that it was unconventional was what I was so enamored yeah. with. The yeah, fact that they kept yeah. broadening my scope of what I expect from the MCU. And the idea, a lot of it also reminded me of, of Thor. You know, we have Thor in the first movie and he's, very much a, a, a Norse a cosmic, god, yeah. He's, right? he's cosmic, a cosmic guy and, and, being introduced in a in right. A very, and you look know, at him now. Real. Look yeah. at him now. And the fact yeah. that I felt like they kind of did that in this one film, they did that just as well. I I don't know, man. I think that's a, a pretty cool accomplishment for ten characters. See, when you compare it to Thor, you've got this fish out of water who is interacting with human characters, and and it's that sort of interaction. <clears throat> That, that gives you the bulk of the story there and, and learning about this character and watching him grow. Whereas with this one, because they've been on Earth for 7,000 years, they're almost just like boring human beings themselves <laughs> in a way. And I just found it interesting that the only real human character that we get introduced to more than a line or two or even a quick snippet isn't in the movie nearly enough. Like Kit Harrington's character was probably my favorite character in the movie and he's just not in it enough and I just thought taking him out of so much of that movie I don't know I, I just felt almost robbed of that because instead of having that interaction with a regular human character trying to understand these people you, you're doing that storytelling through these characters themselves and that just didn't resonate with me 
Actually, another thing that really stood out for me was was the visuals. And, oh and, my you gosh! Know, having coming off of something again like Nomadland that was just you know very real, very natural. I liked how again as you you were talking, Kevin, about just how um, unconventional this all feels in comparison to other Marvel movies, aesthetically and narratively. Yes, this 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 movie is very unconventional it's not hyper hyper realistic and over cgi like yes the, the deviants are, are are very over cgi'd but like there was just real there was real natural organic environments that while this movie seems to celebrate humanity almost you know in a spatial sort of context celebrates earth and its beauty right on on a vast sort of you know scope of and scale the movie from that perspective from that cinematography perspective the landscapes the show some of these huge wide angles showing as you said the beauty of earth and the surroundings you can and and that almost helps you understand why these characters would have fallen in love with earth as much as they did right not exactly. just because of their interaction exactly. with the human but because of just yes. the natural beauty of earth from that perspective i can that is where chloe's out shines that's where her touch really does seem you know, you get that sort of almost same feel that you would get in, say, Nomadland. But from an action perspective, from that perspective of it, it is it is a cross between an X-Men movie and a DC movie. But I just I, didn't feel it yeah, fits into it the feels, MCU. It feels like the action is very subverted to in relation to the character study of the Eternals, I feel like, right? Like it is very, you know, sub note, if you will, in the movie. And I, I get it. It's a Marvel movie. We, we might be expecting these things. You know, as, as you guys were mentioning, you know, past MCU films have had kind of like a bit of a tunnel vision. Even if we think from Infinity War right through to where we are right now, it has been very conventional in terms of like the superhero Marvel mold. This just kind of blew it sideways right and and just kind of took a different approach with it while still trying to fit it in there but i don't know like this just felt you know with with the visuals and and the, the lack of action it just helped push this idea again as, as you pointed out like the connection that these characters have to this planet and it's it's beauty and it's interesting because you know uh, Kevin, you mentioned that you you didn't you didn't laugh as much, and I'm thinking back to my whole aspect of comparing this to to Guardians, and I think the idea that Guardians, yes, very much about a family, but is very much like a very comedic movie. You strip the comedy, and and you know you get this this story that is about a a family, a group of people, and I can see how that being so different is going to be divisive for a lot of fans. It's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I wanted to shout back to the, those visuals, though. I think there's so many poster moments, like moments that I want Mondo to just recreate so bad, um, and I want to hang everywhere in my house because they are absolutely stunning. And in um, case you're wondering, they're all in the trailer. But it doesn't matter, <laughs> dude. You're, you can't watch the trailer in IMAX unless you already did. I don't know. Um, but definitely go see this movie in IMAX, especially for some of the sounds. I thought I want to shout out uh, Raman Jawadi of yeah. you know, Game of Thrones, Westworld fame. I thought the score was was fantastic. You know, I think it was romantic. 
but it was also intricate at the same time. And I think that's kind of what he does so well. It was natural. It was yeah, natural. It, because it fits yeah. the tone of the movie. Yeah. There's so many yeah, moments yeah. where it just It's felt, subtle. It's subtle. Yeah. And how it how it weaves its way through moments and stuff, it's it was it was well crafted. Well, and the fact that they they he found a way to still bring that sort of historical touch, right? At yes. times you did yeah. feel that sort of Game of Thrones-esque sound. Um, and yeah. I guess that's just what he does. But um yeah, man, and just one more thing I wanted to just quickly touch upon with the deviants. You know, Justin, you shouted out the aspect that they were, uh, you know, sort of CGI monsters. But they weren't horrible. They were they, horrible. Here's the thing. I remember mentioning to you during the, the trailer that we, when we looked at the trailer for this, and I remember saying, I thought that the Deviants, I was worried that they're going to be CGI vague bad guys, blurry messes that our characters are going to fight throughout the, throughout the film. And oddly enough, even though they kind of were, it didn't bother me as much as I anticipated. I didn't feel that they were distracting because the way that they use them, obviously we can't get into spoilers, but the way that they use yeah. the deviants, I think is going to subvert a lot of people's expectations uh, at a certain point in the movie. And I, I think that's, I don't know, man, I, I, I wasn't bothered by it as much as I completely thought I was going to see the, the only way they subverted my expectations of these characters of these deviants was by how utterly pointless they kind of were really in the grand scheme of things again we can't get into specific details didn't feel a threat from them uh, you know and once you see your characters well, they, yeah. take them out no uh, kevin you jumped i jumped the we movie, jumped a few times in that okay movie. jump scares are cheap and easy and you can do it with <laughs> anything but i wasn't afraid of the characters based on what they were doing on screen. I, I, again, a jump scare is a really easy way to <laughs> to make you feel threatened. So, okay, with all that, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth there. There's there's it's obviously harder for Kev to to kind of share what didn't work in conjunction to what what worked for us. But let's let's get into what didn't work. And Nate, I, I'd love for you to start about you know what was one thing that didn't work for you about this movie. Yeah. So I mean the. Here's the thing. When I when I look at my ratings and I, I think about movies and Justin, we were talking about this on the ride home. I just I start thinking about everything I loved and then I start thinking about everything I didn't. And then I just balance it there uh, like Thanos. Uh, I snap my fingers and I <laughs> I I, uh, I, I, I trim it down. Um, but, you know, I think the movie was a tad long. It did have me gripped. Don't get me wrong. Like I was. I was there for all of it, but it slowed down a bit more than it. I think it had to, especially near the ending, where it probably could have ended three or four times before it actually did. Uh, it kind of suffers from the, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, it suffers from the Lord of the Rings sort of Return of the King <laughs> feeling near the end of that movie. Um, not the extended edition, you know, to be fair. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I was happy to get more but I can see people struggling with some of those moments near the end. Do you, yeah. you feel all two hours and 45 minutes of this thing, I think. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a yeah. long in good ways, run in, in good ways and in some bad ways near the end for me. Well, I'm going to be the dick and be precise. It's two hours and 37 minutes, okay? So let's, let's, let's <laughs> get, get it get right. There. But I think you're both right. Rewatchability of this movie is not going to necessarily be too enjoyable because of the, the dips. And for me though this is why i was saying earlier this is you know the narrative is is a celebration but also a detriment to this movie because without it i don't think i would have as much appreciation for the characters without the length like we we talked about what if in the final season and you know spoiler alert i didn't i didn't enjoy how rushed and condensed that felt for an animated it just felt like here's a team up superhero cuz this is a kid show and boom here you go 
here I understand why they went two hours and 37 minutes to really flush out these characters and their connection. Like, again, it really just feeds into this idea that it's a long movie because it's less about the action and it's about the characters. As you were mentioning, Kev, like before, because of the length and just how alternative this is, this might be a bit of a miss for general Marvel fans like yourself. For sure, for sure. And, and just to touch on the length one more time, I mean, Nate, you mentioned earlier how this almost could have been two movies if they had broken it up differently and told the story a little bit differently. And yet, even at the end of these two hours and 37 minutes, I didn't feel like it was even a complete movie by the end and by all those false finishes. I just kind of felt like it it left off in a weird spot where it, it could have, again, ended earlier or gone on a bit more to sort of define what was what was really trying to be said here and what the next phase is. And I mean, I think we should uh, specify or clarify to everyone that we did not get post-credit scenes oh yeah. yeah um with our with our screening and i wonder how that affects the film in terms of how it ties into the mcu because other than the three or four mentions of the mcu that are all in the trailer again everything is in the trailer i feel but all, the, the three or four little one-line mentions of the mcu other than that there is no connection from this movie to the MCU by the end of it. This just felt like a, a, a superhero movie, not an MCU movie. And so that, I don't know, that just that's why I'm so ugh, bad taste in my mouth because of it. Cool. Well, with that, let's move into our final thoughts. And I'd love to know if this movie lived. <laughs> Nate, let's start with you. Yeah, um... I think it's pretty obvious for for most of, for some of us here, uh, except for the deviant on our crew. Uh, <laughs> um, I think you know Marvel's Eternals had me on the edge of my seat for the majority of its runtime, and I I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. It felt like my mind was being expanded and filled with concepts that broaden again my understanding of the MCU over and over and over again, and I was so stoked about that. I think. The movie runs headfirst into the cosmic and the galactic side of the MCU more than something like Loki and even more than What If. And I think some people, myself included, are going to be all for that. And some people are not going to be ready for how much this strays away from 100%. the MCU that yeah. they're used to. I think it's separation, though, for me. that The separation from the MCU is what I actually really loved about it. And I, yeah. we're going to have to get very different concepts before we can see them we can see them fitting back into the mold. I yeah. think we have to go yeah. out before we can bring them in. And again, that yeah. comparison to the Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like, again, it didn't feel too connected aside from Thanos, but I can't imagine too many people really understood what was going on with Thanos at that time. So I think it's an apt comparison. I think the entire movie, you know, I think I was enamored with how bold they took it. Um, they make the the world of the MCU smaller and smaller. And you're watching a movie about gods, but it doesn't feel like these individuals are overpowered. So I still felt like I was afraid for them at times. You still feel fear because they have vulnerabilities. They have human emotions. And it's a story about family. And I think that's going to connect with so many people. Um, so again, I went in with very little expectations. And I came out. And this movie lived up to the hype for me. 100%. I'm sitting at a 10 
out of 10 on the hype scale. I can't stop thinking about it. I want to yeah. go see it again. And I know you guys are saying it's not rewatchable. I think it's absolutely rewatchable because I think you're going to rewatch it for different reasons the second time. I'm excited to watch it it's in true. IMAX. I'm excited to see it in IMAX and see all those visuals we talked about and see if there's any other aspects to the family dynamic that I didn't pick up on. So I'm at a 10 out of 10 going back into the theater to see this movie. Kev? Yeah, see, Nate, you, you, you said you were on the edge of your seat. I was right back at the back of my seat trying to keep my head up at times, I thought. Um, it just, I don't know if it was clunky, if it was a weird pacing decision throughout. I just never found myself engaged for long periods of time. There were great moments. There were great lines of dialogue. There were even great interactions between characters. When things worked for me, they worked really well, and, and I enjoyed those aspects of it. But those are outnumbered by things that bothered me or didn't resonate with me or that I didn't connect with. And a, and a lot of that comes down to some of these characters. I just didn't find that I, I cared about these characters by the end of it. I'm not clamoring already going, I can't wait to see Eternals 2. Um, I, I just, I, I guess I'll see it when, I, when it when it comes out, but I'm not counting down the days until another adventure with these characters. And so mm. going into it, just based on what I saw from the trailers, uh, it it I, it really didn't have me all that uh, excited. I was around the six, six and a half mark, and that's exactly where I'd put this movie. So it certainly didn't exceed any expectations that I have. It didn't surprise or wow me enough to really change those fears and concerns I had based on what I saw through the trailers once I saw the movie itself. So yeah, it just, it kind of is there, but... That's a bottom five Marvel movie for me, and it just just the way I saw that the first viewing. Interesting. Well, um, I'm more in the camp of uh, the Eternal here rather than the Deviant. I, I think that this movie is <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. It, it is unlike any other MCU movie, as as we've clearly discussed here. Uh, the film breaks all the typical molds and structures, and you know that's from a narrative standpoint and an aesthetical standpoint, as we as we were discussing. And it delivers on a captivating story, uh, not about heroes, but about beings being connected to humanity each of these characters are given such great times to shine in this movie and uh it's a daunting task when you have an ensemble cast that is is 10 people or more and through them we understand what it means to be human in in all their moments the imperfections you know the all the emotions and, and as much of this is a story about cosmic beings it's very much a movie about what it means to be human and and chloe zhao did an absolute fantastic job with with balancing a compelling story around these characters and, and great ensemble action set pieces um some of the best group action sequences i think comparable to like the first avengers movie i, I you know i was very wowed by some of it um well it does feel long and and without reason it does give that time for each of those characters. It does give that time for you to understand. And, and, and it sort of flushes out their their motives and their intentions. And, you know, not all are good, but exhibiting the real human passions. Again, bold, refreshing. This is uh, uh, unbelievable. I love the, 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 the way they take the tropes of, of the hero movie, the empathy, the compassion, the love, the vengeance, the loyalty, the fear, the human emotions that grounds this movie. And as we as an audience can connect with each of those characters and different instances and understand the emotion that they feel I, I feel like in this long list of mcu movies this will be a harder one though for for general mcu fans to connect with i think nate you're absolutely right this was a big push in a different direction that 
either continues or, or not, but we'll see. But to me, Shang-Chi was, was so forward with its diversity, but was very conventional as a Marvel movie. This did both. It felt diverse, yeah. but then it was incredibly different from everything else that we've yeah. seen. So it's a huge success. If I could give this higher than 10 out of 10, I would. Uh, this movie lived up and beyond the hype. Uh, I, I loved it. I, I loved it. I'm, I am the, like, I love Chloe Zhao. I love her movies. I love yeah, right, how she was able to, to take what she does and bring it to the MCU, man. I, I thought it was, it was fantastic. I, I, I know it's really hard to get into specifics because we're doing a spoiler-free podcast here, but I need to rewatch this movie, and then we need to have a chat, either on air or off, break down a little bit more specifically about what this movie did to change your... I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, that is a perfect segue to us closing out this episode because we're we are going to come back and talk about this movie with full spoilers as kevin mentioned we did not see the mid credit or end credit and and i've been hearing online i haven't seen anything but i've been hearing online that people have been have been posting some stuff and so be careful spoilers so be careful because I'm, it's it's going to be hard. Um, but we will get a chance to see it November fifth when it hits theaters, and we'll be dropping our spoiler-filled discussion shortly after uh, that release. And we'll be getting into that mid-credit scene and that end-credit scene. So that's it for us. Thanks for tuning in wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us a glowing review. We always appreciate the love. Keep in mind, we always have a ton of other episodes covering a variety of other content and new content always coming out. But until then, Nate, Kevin, thank you for joining me for our spoiler-free reaction of Marvel Studios Eternals. And as we say, love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.